This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yeah, baby. Euler and Motes slash that. You already know. Motes and Euler. Motes host Tuesday. As we get to segment number two of this episode, because you know this is a podcast now. I don't know if you didn't realize that, but we're always in podcast we're form. Like a, we're like Star Wars. We got episodes now. You know, it, it, we, we are definitely like Star Wars with episodes. And the best way to access these episodes is wherever you get your Disney podcast. Plus, at. Just, right, you can watch all this Mandalorian. I mean, wait, oh, wait. Sorry. Where, wherever you get your podcast at, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, whoever, yeah. whoever and wherever. All you need to do is type in Steelers Blitz, and that's right. Blitz with a Z. And then from there, Zoltan. baby, you can get all these episodes, man, all this content. The content that you might have missed when you were going to work or yep. when you had to actually pay attention to this person and that person, mm. you can go back and check us out. Mm-hmm. Listen to us. Commercial free, might I add. Yep. When and you're commuting free. to work, when you're Absolutely. walking the dog, when you're working out. It's a great concept, When Mo, you want to know my favorite? Let's share real real briefly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Favorite time to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. For me, Arthur Motes. It's when I'm playing sports video games, right? Oh, so, like, if that makes sense, right? Like, okay, if I'm playing, okay. if I'm playing Spider Man, or if I'm okay. playing Ghost of Tsushima, uh-huh. I gotta have the sound up on the TV. I gotta ah, listen to what's going on. Okay, okay. But if I'm playing Madden or I'm playing uh-huh. FIFA, right? I don't need to listen that's to the same you, broadcast. Okay. So that's when I listen to my podcast. That's okay. my favorite time to listen to podcasts. What say you? Road trip. Oh, I, I like it. I, I road trip a lot. I drive a you lot. Do? So back to VA, I, back I, to I, crib. That's why I bump my, you know, so I bump my podcast. I'm like, like man, I'm gonna hear about four or five different podcasts one way, get a couple back on another way. I love that, man. That, that's my vibe right there. And though, as man. well, too, Motsi, if uh, our listeners out there, if wherever you get your podcast, if they don't have the Steelers Blitz, mm. well, just roll up, tell us whose car we're taking. Is that simple? And we'll go break some kneecaps. Is that simple, man? We're gonna make sure they get it. But somebody that hit that did just get what they needed. Former running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy that I actually had the chance, the opportunity, and the privilege of announcing his oh, you did birth into the his NFL, birth. <laughs> his birth into the Steeler family. I had the opportunity Many to announce years that ago man. at Erie McDowell Hospital, and now it's official. James yeah. Connor signs with the Arizona Cardinals, aka Pittsburgh West, on a one-year deal. Now we don't have a lot of information on the deals, but. This is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, it closes the door officially for his return this season, right? In terms of, are we going to wait? Are we going to find somebody new? Are we going to draft somebody? Are we going to find somebody in free agency? A lot of those questions are still surrounding. Well, what if James could come back? Does that change the dynamic? Now that he's officially signed with the Arizona Cardinals, that ship is officially sailed. Yes. This chapter for him in the Pittsburgh Steelers is closed right now. But for him, man, I, I like the opportunity, man. He's going out there to a team that... You know, they, they fancy themselves as up-and-coming contenders. They've obviously made some uh, significant moves in the offseason, obviously acquiring J.J. Watt and things like that. And for James, I think that he could definitely, you know, be successful out there. I still think that, you know, if you're the Cardinals, you're probably going to bring somebody in to work with him. You're not going to have him as the feature, him and Chase Edmonds. But as a whole, though, I think it's a good move for James, though, man. Fresh start, uh, a low market in terms of he's not going to deal with the media the way that he was dealing with in Pittsburgh. Not even close. Not even close. And even from a fan standpoint, not not even even close. close. So, he, I mean, you talk about here, you talk about here where he might not even had a bad game, but because it wasn't to the standard that we are accustomed, whether it was from his time with the Steelers or his time at Pitt, fans would get on him. He's not dealing with none of that in Arizona, for a fact. And Motes, you know how this works, too. Um, It's a blessing and it's a curse. But 
playing in Pittsburgh came with it wasn't just football for mm-hmm. James. As much as he wanted to make it that. It, it was always going to be bigger it, than that. It was just always going to be bigger than that. Um, he's always going to have X, Y, and Z charities here that he's directly involved mm-hmm. with. There's always going to be the, the pit and the UPMC draw. And yep. Again, not that these are bad things, but they are. They're people in your ear. They're people tugging you this way. They're people asking well, for your time here. Well, it's a lot harder here. to say no It's so much harder to say no. It's like, I'm going to say no to this event, but I know I got this event. Exactly. And I'm going to see you at that event. Like With this, it is, I mean, it's a true, he's moving across the country. It mm-hmm. is a true reset. He will be on his own out there. He won't have, and again, I'm not saying that that was a bad thing here, but he, he won't have people in his ear. It won't be the same level of. It weighs of, on you. It, 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 it has. It, it absolutely has to. It, like it, it. It has to. Without One of the biggest reasons why I said I never wanted to play for a Washington football team, too close to the home. So I didn't want to play for Washington. I didn't want to play for Carolina. Mm-hmm. I said, and that, and both of those were two, three hours away from the crib. I said, man, I couldn't imagine. You're actually in the crib. Like you're not that far at all. That's tough. It's a lot of added, just extra stuff. And that doesn't even count. Just the whole. Can I come to the games? Tickets. Exactly. <laughs> That's a whole other nightmare. And, and, and Pitt asking him, hey, can you do this for us? Yeah. And UPMC, and did you can be you do this for us? Be ambassador. And Represent this. Yes. Yes. And again, he's happy to do those things, but it, it can be much easier to just focus on football and not be, you know, feeling like you're being pulled in, in, in seven or eight different directions all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for him in that regard. Um, it is sad in a way to see him go, right, just because Motsi – you know, people, people preach this all the time, but it's it's very rare that it's actually true. But, you know, things are bigger than football. Things are bigger than mm-hmm. insert whatever sport here. Hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, tennis, golf, lacrosse. Am I missing anything? Cricket, rugby. Water polo. Water polo. Track and field. Curling. Curling. <laughs> Rifle. Fencing. Well, not, not at West Virginia where they win the national title every year. Fencing. Fencing. Things are bigger than football. Everything that James Conner represented and what he meant to so many people was truly bigger than football. Mm -hmm. And so while, yeah, maybe some of the on-field stuff won't be as remembered as fondly, I think we'll always have, right, 2018, whenever he stepped in for Lev Bell and did so very well. Since then, things haven't gone as well as possible. But what he meant to this city, his story, the way that he's been able to inspire and give hope, to literally thousands of people, not only in this region, but across the world. Probably tens of thousands, if not yeah. hundreds of thousands. Absolutely, man. Uh, James Conner here in Pittsburgh was bigger than football, and, and that will always be something special and something that nobody can take away from him. I'm just glad I know the kid. Yeah. That's it. I'm just glad I know the man. Yeah. Because he's awesome. He is. He's awesome, man. But I'm definitely happy for him. I think it's going to be a good start for him. <sighs> so with that being said, man. Oh, do we have – before we turn to our running back conversation in terms of our rankings, do we have any of the rankings for LBs? The running back, y'all. Uh-oh. Um, Motsi, Uh-oh. we got a bunch of tweets and questions. I'm not seeing any specifically about the LBs. Okay. Well, so uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll save we'll, those We'll, we'll those table those to later. Table yeah. those to the third yeah, period. Right. Table those to the third period. To the third period. The third and final frame. You know what I mean? That's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it, man. <laughs> so, anywho – you ready to get these running backs going, man? Oh, buddy, I am I ever. All right, so since I went first last time, now it's on you. Oh, no! So you dropped your number five first. Well, what if I told you that I kind of cheated here? It's okay. And I couldn't decide. There were two guys for my fifth spot, so mm-hmm. I listed both of them as a tie. Oh, man. All right? I'm, I'm kind of copping out a oh, little bit. Oh, man. You're one of those people, huh? I'm kind of copping out a little bit. That's like when you're playing Call of Duty and a person just, like, camps out the whole time. Can't trust them. <laughs> 
If I had to pick one, I think I, I think I would go Michael Carter from UNC. Mm, okay, um, the guy okay. who's flying yeah, on the, exactly uh, the Javante oh, Williams yeah. radar. Oh, yeah. I also had, though, Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech Ooh. tied as well, too. Okay. I like him. So those Arthur Motes were my two number five guys. Uh, it's very – like, running backs – yeah, it feels like they're always tricky, right? But I think we've all agreed there's the big three guys and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. I really like Michael Carter. Uh, I do. I think that he, you know, he's one of those. He had to split carries with Javante Williams. I think when he gets the opportunity to be the guy, uh, I think he'll benefit from that. And yeah. I think he he's still, in that sense, relatively fresh, you know, more tread on the tires than a lot of people at this stage because, again, he was uh, splitting with Javante over the last two seasons. That's what I really like about uh, Michael Carter. Khalil Herbert, to me, is interesting. He's going to have to get into the right situation. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, 5'9", but although he does weigh uh, about 215, he is thick, Motsi, and he plays lo- <laughs> plays low to the earth. You know what I mean? One of those running backs. Oh, yeah. Um, averaged almost eight yards per carry mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech. Very productive a uh, lot of yards uh, after the catch and yards after contact numbers between the tackles as well too. I th- those to me, uh, I- I've got those guys tough to pick one over the other. Okay, so I got them both okay. tied tied for fifth. Now I like that man. So for me, my number five guy I went with a uh, Ramadre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. Good Built player. like LeGarrette Blunt, but runs like Fred Jackson from uh, Buffalo with the Bills. Man, like <laughs> that's when I watched him. I was just like, I love his game though, man. Um, I know they said he put he weighs about two forty six. To me, I think if he drops about ten pounds, though, man, that'd be the perfect spot for him, man. Just because his vision is there, lateral quickness is there, and he has just a natural feel for the running back position. Like you watch him run the ball, he naturally knows how to set up defenders. He has a great, like I said, just being able to move in and out of stuff like that for a guy his size, and he's fast enough. That's the other thing I like about him. With Legarrette, Legarrette couldn't move the same type of way. Legarrette was more one cut downhill thumper. This guy, even though he's a bigger back and he can bruise, he's very nimble. And that's the thing I like about him. Now, I do think his size is going to make it a lot easier for him to pass block at the NFL level. Hmm. I think the receiving part is going to be the question mark with him. But based on his size and with the things that he's already able to do, I look at him as committee running back initially, but he could potentially blossom into a feature back. Motsi, as a guy who has watched him do good things in the Big 12. Oh, you're familiar with him, huh? I would concur, yes. Oh, oh. I'm sorry to go Big 12 like that. You know what's funny there? What? If I can uh, keep this keep this going. Oh, I would love for you to. Uh, the guy that I have number four is the guy that transferred because of him. Oh, okay. Trey Sermon. Yeah. I Motsi, Trey Sermon is another one. Like, almost like Justin Fields in a way. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know how people just keep knocking them down their big board when there haven't been games played for months now. Um, I realize that Trey Sermon maybe doesn't possess the pure, just, you know, physical traits, maybe Mm -hmm. is the best way to put it as some of these other guys. That was very accurate. But but he is another one, Motsi. I just, I turn the tape on. I can watch him at Oklahoma. I can Mm -hmm. watch him at Ohio State. Two pretty good programs, two good conferences. They aight, they aight. And, and he's just always making plays. You and I were laughing before the show when we were talking about this. When I was doing research on Trey Sermon last night, I found, you know, one of those draft nicks, right? Those PFF guys. One of those guys. Like, the knock on Trey Sermon, a lot of people, are, it's his breakaway speed. And yes. some, one, of these, one of these draft nicks posted a video 
of Justin Field, where Trey Sermon essentially had like a 50, 60 yard run, mm. and Justin Fields ran with him the whole way. And we're like, see, this is proof that he doesn't have breakaway speed when his quarterback. And I'm like, it's just, it's Justin Fields. He he hit a ran by me. <laughs> He, it wasn't Tom Brady what? running with him the whole way. I it see. wasn't Daniel Jones, who we saw break away on Monday Night Football no, 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 and trip no, no, no. over his own feet what, against the what, Eagles what, last what, what, year. With that man just feels like four, four, three, what? Yeah, all right. Like, okay. Oh, so Justin Fields hey, he ran, ran with by Juju. Back he whole ran whole by James Conner. He ran. I mean, we go down this list. He wrote two. I, I, I <laughs> Motes, you and I have discussed this before. It's not a new topic. Guys, who when the season ends, we're high on. And then all of a sudden, even though no games are being played, we we discover reasons to to peg them, to knock them, all these different things. I'm not buying it with Trey Sermon. He's number four on my on my big board. I've seen him play, uh, and I'm I'm going with my eyeballs. I like it, man. Now Trey, he reminds me of a just a slower version of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, nice vision, natural feel as well. More fast than quick. But he's obviously doesn't have that crazy top end gear that Melvin and some of these other guys have. But like you said, man, could catch very productive, man. You want him on your team if he's yes. available to you. But no, I like his game a lot. He doesn't make my list, but he's an honorable mention on my list. And then before I have Michael Carter, the guy you had just talked about. Mm-hmm. To me, man, he reminds me of Darren Sproles. He's literally two inches taller than Darren Sproles and about seven pounds heavier than Darren. But you watch his game, man. He has the lateral quickness that Darren has in terms of that wiggle being able to make you miss. He has that long speed to take it to the house. I mean, I feel like he instantly becomes your punt returner the first day he comes into your your, your organization yeah. because of what, yeah. he, what he is capable of doing. Like, he is a mismatch as a receiver. I just love his game as well, man. I think committee initially, just based on the size, I don't think he can sustain a 17-game season with him being the feature back alone because of how small he is. But in today's NFL, he's going to play, you know, 70 80% of your snaps on offense because he's that versatile. He's that – utility player that you always want to have out there the, the guy who creates matchups right creates the mismatches that's what you look at with michael yes. carter he's that type of guy so that's why i have met number four. Oh, i you know what there it, it is funny right it's almost i'm sure most people in this conversation mozi they want to hear us rank the big three mm-hmm. but it's almost more fun to talk about the other absolutely man the big three hey yeah we could split hairs and i like uh, yeah. i like him but we all agree that they're the big three yeah it, it's 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 you know who comes next that's mm-hmm. i think more of the the interesting conversation oh yeah I, I feel like the running back conversation and the linebacker conversation are similar in terms yeah. of you know the big three mike parsons michael parsons uh zayvon collins, collins and jok and, and then there's everyone else yep when we look at the running backs we know all right you got etn harrison williams and yep. then there's everyone else so yep. yeah i'm with you on that man yeah no it is funny how that works number three <sighs> yes indeed drop that this is difficult hey now I mean, this guy that I have number three, I, I thought about making him number one. That's what they all say. That's what they all say. I had a third round. I had a first uh, round grade on him. This is just me hedging my bets You, you had a first round grade on him. I'm sure you did. All right, here we go. I got the pinball. Javante Williams, number Boo. three. <laughs> I knew you were scared. Chicken. I am scared. Chicken. I am chicken. <laughs> I, I love it. It's funny because we've talked about how much we love this guy and how, honestly, I really wouldn't mind if he's the one that the Steelers end up with. Uh, 76 broken tackles on 157 yeah. attempts. Mostly. That's crazy. That's that crazy. is crazy. Five foot ten, two twenty, thick pinball, refuses to go down, can run past you, can run over you. I almost want to move him up my list as I'm saying all these things out loud. <laughs> but I got Javante Williams, number three. <laughs> Nah, I do too, man. 
to me, uh, even though it's funny, he's built like Maurice Jones Drew, but his running style is more similar to like Dalvin Cook when I watch him. In terms of just the really good vision, but he's a one-cut downhill style guy. Whereas we said with Michael Carter, he gives you that wiggle, right? The He's going to sit you down and chop, chop, chop and yeah. burst right or yeah. left. Javante isn't giving you that. Javante, though, he is, is a no-nonsense guy. Like, hey, man, once he puts his foot in the ground – he means business. You ask that Miami defense how yes. serious he is. He's not going to try to run around you. He's going to run through your face. That's what he does. He's a mismatch. If you line him up outside a wide receiver, you're not going to have too many uh, linebackers that are matching up with this guy. And the thing that I love about him, he didn't have a lot of usage. I think he's, what, 20 years old right now yes. as well? So he's young. Yes. A ton of tread on his tires. So if you're talking about – Because he's sp- he sp- he split He split carries with Michael Carter. Yep. So when you talk about – the the best prospect of the three of the top three that's going to potentially last the longest Javante is that guy because of the wear and tear being so low on him because of his age but in terms of the other two guys and clearly we both have the other two guys rated higher than him, I think we don't mind the potential shorter period because yes. we feel like their dominance is going to be yes. higher and I think we think that you know this is kind of the end of this era in Pittsburgh too mm-hmm. and we just want to you know gear up and and, yeah. and and be as good as possible here and not necessarily think about four or five years down the road absolutely and another thing for me as well why I have Javante at three when I'm just thinking of my comps right because I'm always trying to give all right this guy compares that guy that guy compares this guy Dalvin Cook is a really good back right a pro bowler I mean you respect his game like definitely enjoy watching him but Dalvin Cook isn't in the same conversation of L. Bell and Saquon and Zeke when they're all healthy. That, to me, is what separates these next two guys from Javante and what he's able to do. It's just that type of difference right there, man. <sighs> Arthur Motes, number two. Hey, now. Don't be scared. Just say it. Get I think we're chest. in lockstep on this, actually. Uh-uh. Uh, uh-uh. Najee Harris, number two for me. What? What? Uh, you want to talk about wow. tape? You are unreal. You want to talk about tape? I'm disappointed. This dude's got it all, folks. Uh, three years as the guy at the university for college football. Um, JMU? <laughs> no, it's Duquesne, obviously. Oh, okay. I was making sure. Playing in the NEC championship game, baby. As long as it wasn't Robert Morris because we got beef. <laughs> um, it, it just there's There's not a lot of knocks. On Najee, I mean, the knock on Najee Harris is, man, his team around him was really good too. His offensive line was really good. Mm-hmm. What if it's not in the NFL? I mean, that's that's the knock on the guy. Um, just uh, 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 has it all physically. Like I said, you watch the tape; it is all there. He can break the tackles. He can run past people. Um, maybe that's the one thing. If he had that game breaker mm-hmm. athleticism, um, you know, maybe we'd be talking about him like he was Zeke Elliott coming out of college. Um, instead of more like a Derrick Henry. But uh, my goodness, Najee Harris, Arthur Motes. I, I think with any of these three running backs, you can't really miss. Mm, you know, like we, yeah. we can argue about which one's going to be the best, but I think all three of them will be solid, will play on Sunday for a long time. Yeah, without a doubt, man. I have a. Uh, uh, are you finished? I am. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I bet, Thank, thanks for asking. Yeah, I was like, you just never know. I want to cut you off like that. You know what I mean? I want to cut you off. You know, I'm very, I'm very considerate. Yeah, <laughs> but um, for me, man, I have Najee at, at uh at two as well, man. To me, you said Derrick Henry. I thought more L. Bell, just in yeah. terms of yeah, 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 not the crazy top end, but you see him 
continue to make guys miss. He jumps over guys. Very productive. His tape jumps out. That's the thing I always love. When, when I touch a tape on, I don't want to have to look for you. Jump out. I don't care if it's a highlight. I don't care if it's game tape. Jump out. Yes. Consistently jump out. And that's what he does. Even though, like you said, he's not the fastest guy, I still see him run away from people. Yes. Yeah. He's not the most athletic, but I still see him make guys miss. You know, so so and a with, lot of these guys are the one they're gonna be top one hundred draft picks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so when, when I think of that, I, I really enjoy that part of his game. And he has great size in terms of, you know, his build. I'm not worried about durability with him compared to some of these smaller guys where you're just like, all right, how's your body gonna hold up to the seventeen game and the rigors of just being a running back at the NFL level? With Najee though, man, I just think that his game, he can already pass block. He's gonna be good with that. He's coming out of a program that was I mean, it's, you know, the, the the development league for NFL teams right now, Alabama. <laughs> so football IQ, you, you talk about preparation, work ethic. Yeah. All those things are there. I'm not worried about that. You talk about high pedigree guy playing for the biggest of the biggest. Three, championships. three years of being the running back there. So he yeah. checks all he of those checks boxes. He checks all those boxes. Like I said, the, the two things, if I had to put a knock on him, number one is his age. I think he's 23 years old. And number two is just the non-game breaker speed. That's it. Other than that, this dude, I mean, he, he's a feature back. He's going to come in and make somebody's running game really, really good yes. next year. I think that's well said. And Arthur Motes, that only leaves one guy. I wonder who could that be? Mr. E. Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, yeah uh, because no? he takes care of the football really well, and we all know that Arthur oh, Motes, man. you know, it's all about not fumbling. No one cares about ball security anymore? <laughs> Mr. E. T. Mm-hmm. N? Like E. And then a T, and then an N. Yeah. I, if I were him, I'd just change my last name to that. I mean, yeah, be pretty sure. sweet. E T phone home. What? Uh, Mozi. I. This is another one of those things. Like I feel like in the last couple months, people have come up with reasons to start knocking E T N. Make that make sense, right? Like, well, he's really not as fast. Same thing. Does he have a game breaking speed that you would want to see? Arthur Mozi. Show I, me where he gets caught. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's the that's the difference. Like honestly, like you see that there, and th- th- those times are there with Najee Harris and with Javante Williams too, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I realize that uh, maybe even honestly, that the biggest knock on on Etn is his vision isn't the greatest. Like he's maybe the anti L Bell in that regard. Mm-hmm. But how many times do we see this dude stick his foot in the turf and just rip it? He has. Like, he is a playmaker back there. He has what the other guys don't have. Yes. He he, yeah, he does. The, the like for for people saying that you know his vision isn't the greatest, his home run hitting ability isn't the greatest. I don't know, man, because I cut on that tape and every time all I see home is run. like I said, him <laughs> him sticking his foot in the turf and ripping it, um, and and running away from from a lot of people. I I think he is again. You can't go wrong with it. Like uh, if you're someone who's listening right now and you're like, oh, you guys are idiots. How could it not be Najee Harris? How could it not? You can't go wrong with any of these three. Uh, but I give I give Mr. Travis uh, the slight edge at number one. Yeah, Najee, like I say, he's more L Bell. Travis, Travis can be Saquon. He can be a Zeke type. Now he's built more like Dalvin Cook in terms of that five ten, five eleven frame, two hundred five pounds. But he has game breaking ability. He has make you miss ability. And you said it, the explosiveness of. Okay, I might have had the wrong cut here, but when I decide to put my foot in the ground and burst out of here, mm-hmm. none of y'all going to have me right here. Mm-hmm. Good luck to everybody trying to catch me. The other guys don't have that. We talked about Javante. Javante doesn't have that. No. Najee doesn't handle that. The only guy who really has that, Michael Carter, but Michael isn't as big. Chuba has the speed, but Chuba doesn't have the elusive. He's not as elusive, and we already talked about the ball security. Travis Etienne, listen, we do this. We see this every year. 
They'll come in, and this guy be the best prospect for the first for for two years. We've already said he's the best prospect. We want this guy. He's home run ability. This is once in his generational talent. And then when the draft is about a week or two away, we start hearing what? Well, maybe it's not as good as this. Well, maybe it's that. Well, I mean, is he as is he as fast as this? And you just start seeing guys. And just like, are you serious right now? So while you were watching him play games, he was great. Now that he's not playing games, yeah, he's I, not great anymore. I've never gotten that long. So for me, I'm like, I don't even think about and, and and this other thing. As much as we talked about Najee and Javante, we weren't talking about them initially because of our love for them. We talked about them initially because what? Uh, ETN isn't going to be available. He's going to be there. Yeah. That was the whole purpose. That was the whole premise of this thing. That's why we started. Oh, well, maybe Javante's better than And Najee. honestly, that's kind well, of why you and I, that's why you and I, a couple months ago, had like a whole, did like a whole 10, 15 minutes on Javante because we were thinking, he, Najee right. Harris might not be there 24 years. Exactly. <laughs> like that was the thought process. Yeah. So now you're going to tell me that, oh, something's changed within the past month and a half that now all of a sudden we watch the same tapes. However many times we watch them now, it's not like the games are any different. It's Correct. not like you cut this tape when he gets caught in this game. Correct. He doesn't get caught in this game. It's not like you cut this tape when you're like, oh, man, but what if he doesn't get – he doesn't – it's not a what if. I can watch him. I watch him make this guy miss. I know that's a top 10 defender over there. I watch him run over this guy. I watch him run by that guy. Oh, that guy's getting drafted in the top 10 as well. I've seen that consistently for the past couple of years. And the fact that he's doing it in such a highly talented offense, not last year because last year the offense was definitely down for Clemson. But my thing is this. With all that talent around you, and you're still the one we're talking about, what does that say about you? It, it, I mean, because we've seen teams where it's like, well, he's a ton of talent around him, man. That's what makes him good. Yeah, but it's like we're not talking about that guy the same way we look at this guy. Right. With E10, it's nah, no, no, no. It's like, no. Nah. We respected him. It was Trevor Lawrence, and then it was Etienne, and then you could go down this to whoever else you want to talk about. But it was in that type of path, right. that, that type of ranking. So to me, I'm like, man, I don't even mind the fact that he was in a high-powered offense. I'm like, bro, if you were still shining and, and one of the brightest stars in that offense, good for you. I agree. Yeah, but that's why I got him at number one still, man. I'm I, not changing that right now. I agree, Arthur Boats. That's yeah. what. That's what. When I split hairs with these things, I think, all right, back in January, where exactly. would I have? Where what, what would was I have my thought process? This? Okay, then mm-hmm. that's what you know what I mean. Because yeah. there, there shouldn't be. Unless there's been an injury that's come out or, you know, like a, a really fatal like, 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 character like, flaw that's well, come well, out. Like Landon Dickerson, for example. If right. this was November, December, different conversation. Now, it's like, I don't really want to touch him. Just because of, you know, this is another injury that he sustained. Mm-hmm. I yeah, concur, Arthur Motes. I'm uh, just not a fan of that, though, man. You overthink it. I mean, we, we've seen Justin Fields go from being the number two overall pick to now he might not even be in the top yeah. ten. We've seen uh, we seen Mac Jones. Remember, uh, remember this conversation, right? Check this one out. Remember Mac Jones? We were talking about, oh, man, gosh. maybe he'd be us at 24. Now they're talking about him as a top five pick, and the guy Kyle Trask is talking about, well, man, maybe he's going to be in the back of the draft now. Where do we come up with this stuff? I just, uh, I don't know, Arthur Motes. You know where we come up? Just because you got a lot of people who make a lot of money to do nothing but football and they just have too much time to think about these things they clearly do <laughs> well you say we uh tweet or two before we go to break here but we before we tweet or two in. make sure we make sure the tweeters know that they need to put oh, their top true. five running back list in there that's as well true. man it's right because uh yeah. i forget who somebody tweeted us back over the summer last almost a year ago now when we were doing lists and i loved it it might have been cuban dan said that it's you know when you guys are doing these lists i always love the mean tweets that you get because it's <laughs> and i've used this line since it's much harder to critique than it is to create always that's why i say create so don't tell us we're idiots just give us your mm, list yeah give me your top five list it's that simple baby <laughs>
At the Twitter.com, at the Body52. The Body. And at Wesley Eula, baby. The good hair. Josh tweets, a lot of uh, analysts talking about the Steelers trading back in the draft. I know you guys have spoke about it, but do you think they'd actually do it? My feeling is no matter the circumstances, they are going to want to take the best player available. I agree. I, you, you don't, unless someone absolutely blows you away with an offer, right, where you only move back a few spots mm-hmm. and you pick up like another pick in the 40s or something like that, then I'd say maybe, you know, if you're moving back to 27 or 28 yeah. and you get an extra pick in the 40s, then okay, maybe. But if it's anything other than that, Motsi, yeah, this whole run it back, we think we can win the Super Bowl, Every the whole mantra of this offseason, you go get the guy that you think can, can best help you when the games start to count in September. But that's only if they truly go that way because, as we've also pointed out this offseason, half of it has been win now. The other half has been we go plan for the future, baby. So if they are truly planning for the future, I could definitely see them move back. I could definitely see it. And I would say, man, all right, that makes sense what they're doing right here. It all makes sense to me now. It all is coming together. Because we've said this throughout this offseason with the moves they've made and the moves they haven't made. We're just like – are you planning for now or are you planning for the future? Because it's yeah. been 50-50 to this point. And I personally don't think that you can operate like that and have a Super Bowl caliber season next year just based on how the roster is currently constructed. But time will tell. Time, time will, will tell. tell. But that that's my thing. If they were to uh, trade back, I would look at that as they are going to uh, you know, plan for the future because sure. they're trying to acquire more sure. picks or, or more quality players versus just getting the best player for this season even though he might not be in the you know the best for the the future that makes sense yeah. that's well said arthur most that's well said <sighs> but you know this is gonna be well said man this break you better believe it this jeweler emotes on snr